Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 2nd, 2023, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. I have a very special guest. You've seen him before, you love him. My main man, Vonzel Lucky, aka the Vons. How you doing today, brother? Doing great, man. Feeling good. How are you? Good, good. Glad to have you back on. Tell everyone your Twitter. You know, even though Twitter's acting crazy and it's debatable whether we'll even use the app anymore. <laughs> yeah, Twitter was uh, pretty crazy today. But uh, follow me on Twitter at the Vons, T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. There you go. There you go. Now, of course, we did a couple shows before the draft talking about some of our favorite guys, mock lottery, favorite landing spots. Overall, with all the wild trades and selections, what did you think of the draft this year? Uh, it was just as wild and unexpected as as you would think it would be. There were there were so many big names headlining the draft, and um, there were so many unpredictable you know things going on. And it was even more unpredictable than I thought. There were so many names that so there were there were a few names drafted that weren't even on my board at all. <laughs> you know, so that we'll eventually get to. But yeah, it was it was pretty unpredictable. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I had a lot of guys that I thought were really talented that didn't get drafted. So it was it was all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hated how the draft now is penalizing teams, allegedly, but they're really just penalizing young players when they mm-hmm. forfeit the draft pick. That's two other players should have got drafted. They did not get to. But with that being said, I know this is not a Charlotte thing, even though you have it on the Hornets gear. Yeah. We got to go over the Hornets draft picks. They were that's where the draft started, really. At number two, mm-hmm. would yeah. they take Scoot? Would they take Brandon Miller? We've talked about it. We both thought they should have went with Scoot. They went with Brandon Miller. How did you feel about that selection? Um, initially, I feel like it was the uh, the wrong choice. You know, um, I still very strongly believe that Scoot Henderson may win Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, may go on to be an All NBA type player. But um, now that the Charlotte Hornets have drafted Brandon Miller, I am 100% behind him. You know, I'm looking at all the um, the great things that he can possibly do for our organization. Um, this guy's a six foot nine guy that can shoot. He rebound. He's giving you like eight to nine rebounds a night, and he's focused on defense. When I went to go look at his uh, Miss AAU uh, games when he's playing for Brad Bill AAU, this guy won Defensive MVP. You know, from the tournament. You know, it's like he's he's um he's really really active. You know, so um, someone that's really focusing on defense at six foot nine is trying to go get every rebound possible. is It's hard not to like the guy, you know, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the pick. Yeah, I think most people probably would have liked him and it would have been an issue if we had the third pick. It's just when you have that second pick, you get your hopes up so high and you think Scoot is just going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. It feels like a letdown. But once you pass the draft, it's like Brandon Miller could be really special for this team, yes. especially with LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you feel with their picks of Nick Smith, James Najee, Amari Bailey overall with the Hornets? Okay, so you you know, like we we've done a few shows before, and um Nick Smith was a guy that um I know he was he was um highly favored, highly uh, heralded coming out of high school, uh, top number one, two or three coming out of high school, you know, and if you look at his his mixtapes, like the guy, he can he can put the ball in the basket. And um, but when he was with uh, his first year in, in uh, Arkansas, um, it's just he was coming off injury and he just wasn't able to really put it together. And just if we're just purely judging on that one year in college, I wasn't all that impressed, you know, enough to have him on my my big board, you know, barely in the first round. But 
that's where the Hornets ended up, get, ended up getting him. Um, a lot of people still had him as a lottery guy, Nick Smith, and he ended up falling down to 27. So um, the fact that we may get good value out of a guy, you know, um, that's that's what I'm, I'm looking at, that maybe with another year with some NBA development that we may get some really good value out of a guy that, like I said, was number one coming out of high school not too long ago. Yeah, you know, you play with Anthony Black, so – if he's truly a point guard, he didn't really get to display that fully, you know, kind of split duties, combo guard. If he was on another team, he might could have showed more. So it could be a steal at 27. I'm not mad at it. If it was in the lottery, I'd be a little more questionable. But a lot of times guys in the 20s don't even play. Uh, so and then we were able to get the big man, James Najee. A lot of people had him in the top 20, you know, big man from mm-hmm. Barcelona. Yeah. You think he'll play this year or be uh, in the G League? Um, you know, I thought they were going to stash him at first and um keep him in Barcelona, but they're saying that they're not going to do that. You know, they're going to be having him here. So um, as far as the G League or playing for the team, um, they have uh, Mark Williams, you know, starting center, a backup with um with Nick Richardson that just now gave a contract, a, a very good, uh, favorable team contract. And um, Kai Jones is still on the contract, you know, so with James Najee, um, it, it seems like there's a bit of a log jam, you know, there. So I'm not not sure how they'll do that. If there's an injury, I'm sure they'll pull him up because he looks more um, put together to play center than than uh, Kai Jones does right now. Yeah. You know, so if there's any kind of injury to Mark Williams or Nick, they'll probably pull him up. You know, to the uh, to the Hornets for that. Yeah, but overall, I have to say they they have an A grade for their draft. So speaking, well, don't forget of, Amari Bailey. Right, right. You think he'll get some run? Because we did uh, not sign uh, Nick Smith. I mean, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. He's gone, so Amari Bailey could play. Oh yeah, Amari Bailey. He's gonna he's gonna see some time in the in the G League. Now, um, the things that that I was liking about him from what came back from him with the um, uh, when they when they invited him in to play against all the other college guys and in the combine and everything, this guy was averaging five assists in a lot of those games. So they they just kept bringing him back and bringing him back. And I was reading about that. I was like, okay, so he's not just you know all about himself trying to get, get to it, you know, to get to the cup. And watching him at UCLA. They really emphasize playing defense. So as far as, you know, being a point of attack defender and someone that can get you three, four assists in the NBA, uh, not this year right now, but um, eventually two to three years down the line, like I'm I'm higher on Amari Bailey, you know, personally than Nick Smith. Yeah, I, I really like the Amari Bailey pick. I do. I was going to say a lot of people think he's more ready right now than Nick Smith. So if it's a competition, he might win that and that'll surprise some people. But yeah, I, I think you got to give the Hornets an A. Um, as far as anybody else, who do you want? Who you think stood out as far as best drafts? You know, I have a couple in mind. Let's see if you hit those. Um, I, I, the one that's just hard to overlook that you can't go over. Um, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, obviously, it was easy to to get Victor Wembanyama. You got the number one pick. That's what you should have done. But um. It's you can't look past the number two pick when they could have just gotten Scoot Henderson. So you can do things other than what everyone's telling you to do. They could have done something else, but they right. they did the right thing. Just went ahead and drafted Wimby. So um so yeah they they got a, a great A plus for uh, for drafting Wimby. But then after that they got Sidney Sissoko from yeah. the G League, who is someone that I really fell in love with because I was watching a lot of G League because of Scoot and um, between uh, Leonard Miller and City, I'm like City, this guy's t- a tall athlete that can do a little bit of everything so um he's he's still pretty raw but the fact that he's with pop and the san antonio spurs organization that just boosts him up that much more that i think in in two or three years maybe not even that long from now that people are going to be looking like how did the spurs get this guy to 
You know, so yeah, I, I love this draft. I had him uh, ranked 23rd. So, I mean, to get him at 44, that was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's French, just like Victor. So, they're going to have a connection yeah. off of that right there. So, Victor yeah. won't feel alone. So, I mean, that's a they hit that out of the park. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you have thoughts on the Rockets. They ended up getting a steal there. They sure did. So, um, first, first of all, I'm in Thompson. I wasn't. I um, I believe I projected them to go um there with in one of my picks, but I wasn't sure if that's where they were going to go at all. Yeah. You know, because they they have guards and forwards, and then they were talking about um James Harden possibly wanting to go back there at one point. You know, so um, wasn't sure if they were actually going to pull the trigger on that. But uh, they got Amen Thompson, and and that's that's one freak of an athlete. At um at six foot seven, almost six foot eight, he's gonna be one of the fastest guys up and down the court. One of the guys so quick off of his feet. I mean, he's been compared to like a um an, a taller John Morant, you know, type of guy. You know, with his passing skills are even higher than John Morant's. You know, right now, you know, so them adding them adding Amin Thompson is gonna be huge for them. And then another another person that fell down the draft boards. There were so many people that had, I, I believe almost everyone had Cam Whitmore in the lottery. And sure. more than half of the, the boards that I saw had him in the top five to top six. You know, so the fact that him falling down the top, down to 20, I know it was some medical issues, but this is a va- extreme value pick at 20 for Cam Whitmore. And um, just all the other moves that they did in the meantime, when you're looking at them having Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore, uh, how are they going to get to play? They just traded KJ Martin. You know, so they open up a little more space, you know, for for these rookies and young guys to play. And um, and on top of that, they brought in some veteran leadership, bringing in uh, Fred Van Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet, good gracious man, and uh, <laughs> Dylan Brooks. And I got a new coach in Ami Adoka. So um, these guys are already they went from like one of the worst teams in the NBA as far as their, their record to you got to watch out for them. Like they have, I mean, you you were saying the last time we recorded like. They have talent. They have plenty of talent. And now they got some veteran leadership. This draft and everything they've done, you know, after that, they've hit it out of the park. Yeah, for sure. That's one of the things. Like, they had talent, but they're all babies, you know. So a lot of people are knocking them for these moves, bringing these veterans in. But that's going to help the babies develop. You know, Fred Van Vliet's going to be great for Amen. If they keep Kevin Porter Jr., he needs leadership, too. Uh, Fred Van Vliet will help with that. Dylan Brooks can help Cam Whitmore. I know Dylan Brooks is looked at as a villain and uh, like a, you know, a wild card. But, I mean, at the end of the day, this guy is a defensive player, like yeah. in the conversation, defensive player of the year type of player. So uh, you have to spend the money on someone. They did. Yeah, Amen may not get 35 minutes a game right away, but it will help him in the long run. It will. Yeah. What did you think about the Lakers? I know you had thoughts on that. You used to be a Lakers fan, I'm pretty sure. I'm still a Lakers fan. I'm still oh, a Lakers fan. Like- <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just home team first. But I'm, I'm still a Lakers okay. fan. But uh, but yeah, the um, the Lakers they have some some good moves. Uh, speaking of home team, Jalen Hood Shafino. Did you know he's actually from Charlotte? You know, that's I didn't know that till I did the research on this guy. So um, he played for some private schools his first two years, and then his junior year he went to Mount Verde, and he played there ever since. But he's from the city. He's from Charlotte. Wow. But um. Uh, beginning getting him at 17, I feel like that was also another good value pick. He's yeah. um, he's someone that kind of struggles shooting the ball from the three-point line, but um, he's similar to a, um, a D'Angelo Russell, a right-handed D'Angelo Russell. He's he's crafty. You can't really speed him up or slow him down. He knows how to get to his spots. He runs a good pick and roll. Um, he's he's going to be a, a good a good value pick for them. They also got Maxwell Lewis, who's someone that I didn't 
pay much attention to until they draft it. But he's like a big home run type swing to where if if he hits, this guy can be really good, great scorer. But um, and then they they also just brought in Jackson Hayes, Tarian Prince, Cam Reddish, and Gabe Vincent, as well as retaining uh, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, and Vanderbilt. Like, and they got um, they had they had another guy, Cam. Something they had another guy from last year too, Cam but Reddish. uh, but yeah, these the Lakers are already. Yeah, they're loaded. No, no I wasn't thinking about Cam Reddish. Yeah, they they got some guys. They got a lot. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are knocking that in a way. Cause, I mean, it's mainly guys in fantasy because as far as real life basketball, they made all the smart moves. But then you think of the draft, people are like, mm-hmm. "Man, I wanted Jalen Hushafino to play. I wanted Maxwell Lewis to play." But when they, as soon as they drafted Jalen Hushafino, I was like. LeBron is not going to hand the keys over to a rookie to run the point, you know? So <laughs> I was like, it's a great pick, but he's not playing, right? And then here they are bringing back all their guys. So the Lakers are going to be in good shape, uh, but just not as far as fantasy and rookies yet. They're, everyone gets knocked down in value. Um, a team we hadn't talked about, did you have thoughts on the Utah Jazz? I thought they knocked it out of the park with three amazing picks. I did. I actually had, they were the, uh, the last team for my great draft, um, yeah. Houston, San Antonio Lakers, you know, San Antonio Spurs. I mean, in uh, Utah Jazz, great draft. Um, so instead of like three great picks for me, I said that they had three big swings and one of those are going to be a home run, yeah, you, know, sure. you know, between Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George and Bryce Sensaba, they're all guys who have, glaring weaknesses but they also have an out of this world talent to them as well you know so one of these guys is gonna if if not more than one you know but but um taylor hendricks at nine county george at 16 and bryce sensibah at 28 you know that's yeah. insane value yeah. you know for him because he's he's looked at he can be one of the best scorers in this entire draft you know shooter score three level score like he yeah. can put the ball in the basket uh taylor hendricks he's he's another um almost a freak athlete because i mean he can get you he can get up and down the court and that three-point shot if that three-point shot can go in at the nba level he's something you really got to watch out and that's really why he was drafted so high in the draft in the first place and um Keontae george he's a he's another guy the uh baylor guy i believe that people were really high on for in the lottery and they got him all the way down to 16 so i'm like like three guys that are just three home run swings and one of those things are going to hit if not more for sure. I'm really big on Taylor Hendricks. He was my fifth best player in this draft. Uh, you know, and that's one year out of UCF. So with more development, he's only going to get better. But then again, Utah brought in a veteran that's going to limit his minutes signing uh, with a trade for John Collins. How did you feel about that fit for Utah? Um, It seemed like a, um, they were taking the they were just taking leftovers from Atlanta. You know, I, I didn't know they were it didn't look like they were trying to assemble a uh, a winning piece with that move. Um, maybe, maybe that, that was the agenda with that, but it doesn't, I, I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get yeah. that move at all. Well, as far as value, I think they only had to give up like a second, maybe two seconds. So John Collins is worth that. Maybe they'll sign him and trade him uh, midway through the season or something. I, it was weird to me that Atlanta just gave him away for basically nothing. Mm. So I don't know what Atlanta That contract, was. they didn't want to do it with the contract. It was a contract. Yeah. 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 And then the new CBA. Bad contracts are just get, allowing teams to get players that they shouldn't get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird because Jordan pulled to the Wizards for nothing. Uh, they mm-hmm. signed Kyle Kuzma as well. Did you have thoughts on the Wizards draft? You know, they ended up with uh, Bilal Koulibaly, the 
international man of mystery. They got Jordan Poole. They got Kyle Kuzma. But Christoph Porzingis is gone. Are they just going to be rebuilding or just a fun shooting, gunning team? <laughs> so so they, they got new uh, new owners, new gym, new, yeah, new yeah. everything. And uh, they decided to clear their house. And um, it was really kind of weird to look at how they did that Bradley Bill deal and the things that how the value that they got for Bradley Bill. Yeah. But if, if you look at it from a new owner's perspective, he's not the person that was invested into Bradley Bill. So what he gets back, he's just trying to get back whatever he can get back so we can just start things over right now. You know, so as far as if you look at all the picks and everything they've gotten so far since they've started this whole thing, um, it doesn't look terrible. But um, right. as far as winning, I don't see them being able to like win much more next year than they won last year. Um, they, they do. They do have Kyle Kuzma and and Jordan Poole. Um, they'll be able to get you know twenty five plus shots a night on varied efficiency, and you know they'll. I guess they'll, they'll have some fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> they'll be fun, but well, they lose, and that's probably what they want to do because yeah. they want a high draft pick next year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but speaking of yeah, no draft, yeah. once again, did you have any shocking picks? or bad picks, or anything you want to discuss about that? Uh, so, yeah, I had some, uh, some questionable draft yeah. uh, picks. Um, so, the the Orlando Magic, um, when we were discussing them earlier, I'm like, some things these that they need is uh, defense and shooting. You know, so I was I was projecting, you know, Jairus Wallace to go there, or or a Cam Whitmore, you know, something like that, to get them some defense, and then um, a Grady Dick, you know, for, for shooting. And they they essentially they went that way with defense and, and and shooting, but with their defender, they went with Anthony Black. You know, so I was assuming you'd go with someone that wasn't a ball handler, someone that, you know, operated uh, primarily off the ball. And Anthony Black, I assume you'll have him play wing, but it's it's a little puzzling, you know, that you would draft, you know, Anthony Black, uh, yeah, another ball handler, and then Jet Howard. It's hard. It's hard to say that, that it seems like a reach. Uh, Jet Howard, um, Grady Dick was another shooter that was right there available, but that's just we'll just have to see. And so I don't want to give them a bad draft grade. It's just questionable, you know, to me right now. Maybe once once Anthony Black gets put into that rotation and he's playing a small forward, and you got Paulo Bench Bench Harrell playing point guard or something like that. You know, it's like whatever. <laughs> however, they make that work. You know, but just it just looks questionable right now. And then the Jet Howard pick at eleven, but um, but we'll have we'll just have to see. Yeah, they're going to be one of the more interesting teams to see because I think this kind of may mean the end of the tenure for Markel Fultz. And like, if they use Anthony Black at point guard, I mean, this team is going to mm. be huge, <laughs> and they possibly could. <laughs> and I mean, if they wanted to, they could put Jet at the two. I mean, that would be insane. Uh, you know, I think yep. they. They said they went with overall game. That's why they went with Jet over Grady. They think Grady mm-hmm. might be limited to a shooter. Uh, and, you yeah. know, they said Jet, just like uh, we were talking about Nick Smith, he was kind of banged up for a large portion of the year. And when he's healthy, he's even better than what he showed. So, I mean, Orlando could be on to something. You know, I felt they mm-hmm. needed a shooting guard mainly. And I, I wonder if they would have went with Osar if he wouldn't have been taken at fifth. Uh, and so that's maybe they went the direction with Anthony Black like that so they're going to be a good young team of the future is there anything more you want to talk about with the draft or go straight to undrafted free agents um i got i got another questionable one um the uh the oklahoma city thunder um they drafted like Taysom Wallace. I, I was high on the guy but it's 
it didn't make sense to me to draft another another guard at, at ten for for Oklahoma City um, to play on the bench uh, primarily. It, it would uh, from it would just it just doesn't make sense. It's quite kind of puzzling. But the same thing for Orlando Magic is just once they put him into that rotation and however they run it, maybe it'll make sense once I see it because I really like Casey Wallace and he does the things that they like to do. You know, he's, he's a guy that can play off the ball and play above average defense. And that's what you're getting from every single person that they draft. Chet, Chet Holmgren, he can play off the ball and is above average on defense. Um, Giddy, Shea, uh, Gilbert Alexander, uh, both of the, the Jalen's it's like, that's, that's the, this is the kind of guy that they draft, you know, above average on defense, play off the ball. But position-wise, I just don't get it. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, they have also Trey Mann. So either this means they don't mm-hmm. believe in Trey Mann or they want – I don't know how that's going to work because they drafted him in the first round just two years ago, and he can light it up. So they have kind of four point guards right now. I felt they needed a big to go along with Chet to provide him some help up there. But they must be thinking – they can get that in free agency, which they haven't really made too many moves. So that was weird to me. Um, but if he supplants Trey Mann, I guess it makes sense. But I felt they probably should have traded yeah. the pick or maybe went with Derek Lively. I don't even like Derek Lively. But you need that center position to go along with Chet because he can't be down there by himself, just like Victor's not ready to be down there by himself in San Antonio. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So um, so going to the free agents, I just wanted to mention Kyrie Irving. Uh, how'd you feel about him going back to Dallas? Did he make the right choice? Did the Lakers drop the ball? How do you feel about Kyrie? Uh, Kyrie didn't have much leverage. Um, he tried to pit the Lakers up against them, but the Lakers weren't weren't into it. You know, they were obviously moving in other directions pretty early on. So when it got to that point, there was no way Kyrie was going to be able to get the max money, but uh, they also knew they didn't want to deal with a disgruntled Kyrie and try to lowball him. And then he he comes to work every day, but he's just angry about it all the time, you know. So they they gave him what forty two million a year, yes. you know. So he didn't get maxed out all the way, but he got enough, you know. He's over forty, you know. So um, right. I don't think he had many other options. Yeah. Now we have to talk about the Jeremy Grant signing. I think it was four years for one sixty or five years for one sixty. And then the next day, Damian Lillard requested a trade out of Portland. So that's a whole interesting thing with Portland. I guess they're going to accommodate Dame. He said he wants to go to Miami. How do you feel about that situation? Um, As soon as the Hornets drafted Brandon Miller and they went ahead and drafted Scoot Henderson, the clock was on. Because um, you got you got all these guards between uh, Scoot, um, Anthony, and, and Dame. Like all of these guys are six foot two, six foot three. You know, all of them, yeah. you know, playing play guard, you know, so the the clock was on for that. And yeah, it, it just it just is what it is now. Um, this this has been a long time coming for um, it's like, will they or won't they? Is he going to stay? Is he not going to stay? And it, eventually it came to that. They drafted Stuart Henderson. They've been going to a youth movement and tried to have their cake and eat it, too. And now we've this is the end. This is the end of the game. Yeah, they also got your boy, Chris Murray. How'd you feel about that pick? I, I, so, Chris <laughs> Murray, I've liked him so much for the uh, for the first round. And I was going to like it so much more if he could have went 24th to to, uh, to Sacramento. They picked a <laughs> one pick before Sacramento, and I, I wanted it so much. But he'll probably play more in Portland, so it's, you know, it'll work out. <laughs> he won't be overshadowed by his brother now. 
Yeah. So that's good. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Like we talked about with the medicals, you know, um, Bryce Sensabaugh fail, Cam Whitmore fail. It's still just unclear. I wish we had more information on why those guys failed because I also heard with Cam Whitmore that he bombed interviews and personality and all that. But then his team was like, no, he's just an introvert. He's not an outgoing person. So I don't think that should be used against him, but we just need more information. Um, I think these medicals should be released way in advance of the draft. We shouldn't be finding out the day of the draft and then a guy like Cam Whitmore fall 15 spots like that. Yeah, that was tough to see. It was, it was. That was crazy. Was there any second-round guys that you felt were great value? Um, Pretty much everyone in the second round should have went in the second round, except for maybe Mm -hmm. Leonard Miller, City Suzuko, Mm -hmm. James Najee, maybe. Any Mm -hmm. of them stand out to you? Ryan Rupert, Gigi Jackson. That was a mm-hmm. big. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Miller, I had him as a first round guy, so I, that was a, a big yeah, surprise. Like I think he was a possible. Yeah, and uh, City Sissoko as well. I had him at the end of my first round uh, by the time the draft was coming up. So him going so late was surprising. Um, who else? A guy that I was surprised that got drafted at all was uh, Imani Bates. Um, I, I didn't know my if he was God, actually. Gonna... Come on, that's my guy. I, mean, I, I like him too. I'm a big okay. fan of Imani Bates. Okay. You know, but it's just like whenever he's brought up. You know, it's it's like people don't remember like how good this guy is. Right. You know, so the fact that he got drafted, I, I figured he would be like an undrafted guy that somebody might, might take a shot on. You know, but he got drafted by the by the Cleveland Cavaliers with their only draft pick. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm happy to see that like someone gave him a chance and like now it's back the ball's back in his court. Like if he wants to be a professional and show like how how talented he really is, he has he has the opportunity here. For sure. And he seems motivated and uh, by this falling to 49, you know, possibly going undrafted. So I think he's ready and his mindset is right. Another player that failed, probably the biggest fall in the draft was Trace Jackson Davis. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. The big man from Indiana. He played with Jalen Hushapino. Incredible college season. He averaged, I think, 20 and 10. And he fell to pick 57 for the Warriors. That's Warriors. What did you feel about that? That was crazy. The Warriors got got two guys. Uh, I believe they got Brandon Podzimiski. What was yeah, the guy's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so both both of those guys. To where it's like, if you if you get them to play the right system, they can do what you need them to do. Yeah. You know. So um, I'm surprised that uh, that uh, Trace fell as, as low as he fell. But um, they got two guys that for their system, they're going to be able to get some very good value out of them. For sure. I mean. He easily should have been a first rounder. I mean, late first rounder. So, I mean, he. I thought if Draymond was uh, going to leave in free agency, which they did re-sign Draymond, he could have probably stepped in and played 20 minutes right away. So, yeah. uh, But we hit on the, the best drafts. Is there any team that stood out as the worst draft? Or everyone did pretty good. I think I had a couple. I think I had a bad oh. grade on the Nuggets. I, I have I have a bad, yeah. But other okay, the other one I had was a Miami Heat. I didn't like Jamie Jasquez, Jacquez, Jasquez, Jacquez. Jamie yeah, Jacquez. It's, it's weird. It's, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look when when he got drafted, I was like, they're at eighteen. I'm like, there's so many guys that I have, you know, valued higher than that. I'm like, I cannot believe. So, but even after, like, I went back, did my due diligence, like, I yeah. looked the guy up, I watched him play. You know, so same thing I was saying about the Warriors. Like, if you put him in the right system for what you're trying to do, like, great. And that's – he's a Miami-type guy. But it's – why not trade down? You know, like, no, I don't – I didn't see any – maybe maybe they had more information. I'm sure they did. You know, <laughs> that so, someone else was – you know, that if they didn't draft him at 18, he was going to get picked. But it was it was puzzling to me. 
you know, at the time. So I don't give them a bad trade, but great, but it was just I'm like, why not trade down if that was the case? But like you said, as far as a bad draft, um, the Denver Nuggets is the only one that I'm not just puzzled. It seems bad, but they they make good picks and and turn it into something like we've seen with um Christian Brown and um. So I I don't know like maybe the things that they did with Julian Strother, Jalen Pickett, and uh, Hunter Tyson maybe they can turn that into something good and do something good with it. But um, it's it's more than puzzling. It almost seems bad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it <laughs> seems like they went toward okay. What does our team need? They didn't care nothing about value or anything. They they don't care who's still on the board. It's like mm-hmm. we need these guys that do this. Yeah. Forget where we get them with all that. We, they're just going to fit in our team. We only need them 10 minutes or whatever. That's fine. So they're the champs. They can do that. You know, yeah. that's, that's how that goes. So, but yeah, but um, Miami, it was puzzling on top of the player they selected, who I was not howling at all. I thought he was barely draftable. But <laughs> the position, like you needed clearly a big to go up against Jokic. Bam needed some help down there. And you probably needed a point guard because Lowry's aging out. And then they just let go of uh, Gabe Vincent. Yeah. So for to go for another position that's in similar to Caleb Martin, that was weird. So I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. So I think we covered everything. Is there anything left on the agenda we need to talk about? I think we I think we did it. Yeah. 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 So all around, it was a great draft. Wild and crazy free agency. And we're going to go into next season wondering what these teams are going to look like they're all going to be captivating tell everybody one more time about your twitter and i appreciate you joining me oh yeah so follow me on twitter as um t-h-a underscore v-o-n-z the vons also you can follow me on um on tiktok i'll be posting a lot more content nba related uh hornets related and probably some of my dog on there as well but um it's um it's at vonzel lucky v-o-n-z-e-l-l-l-u-c-k-e-y but uh, yeah, follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Twitter. There'll be lots of NBA content. There you go. I'm going to have to get on TikTok. You know, I haven't started that yet, but that's where everyone might be moving to in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me, Vonzel Luckily, my main man, Vonzel Lucky. I said luckily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Thanks you. Me, Until man. next time, we're out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.